everybody, Jeff Antoniak here, Digging Deeper Jazz Videos. Today we're talking about triad pairs, second video on triad pairs. This is for all instruments, um, as always, but uh, not only melodic improvising material, but comping ideas, harmonic ideas for piano players, for guitar players, for everybody else. So uh, let's dig into this thing. And by the way, if you haven't watched the Digging Deeper video number 26, I think it is, we started talking about triad pairs there. You may want to jump back there. You can jump in here as well. So let's hear what we're talking about, triad pairs. I'm going to play uh, two triads. that I just improvised there was two triads. It was uh, an F concert and a G concert triad. On tenor sax, I'm playing G and A. Don't worry about transposing. Um, that's what it was, two major triads. So this whole discussion that we started back on video 26 about triad pairs, it's literally that. There's a lot of options and we're not gonna get to almost any of them today. That's the good part, by the way. Triad pairs, a triad, one, three, five. I'm talking about a major triad, right? One, three, five, went up to the root. And then another triad, a pair of triads. And for the last video and for this video, I'm talking about the same relationship. Two triads, a whole step away. I played an F concert triad. Then up a whole step, a G major triad. So when I was improvising before, I was just alternating those two triads. That's the long and short of what triad pairs are. So don't get freaked out when you hear or, you know, see a big thick book on triad pairs. It's literally that, a pair of triads. Usually we talk about major triads, but we can do triad pairs with minor triads or diminished triads or augmented triads. The pair of triads could have any relationship at all. Some work better than others. Some have different applications than others. Today we're talking about triads separated by whole step, as we were in the last video. In the last video, we talked about a cool Lydian or Lydian dominant sound. How to use this triad pair over, for instance, a D major tonality or a D dominant seven tonality. So today what I want to talk about is how to use that same pair of triads, but to get a minor sound. So here's the thing, you can practice an exercise. By the way, let me put this sheet up on the uh, screen for you here. So for instance, if I play through exercise number two. <laughs> on, we can come down. The range of your instrument. I was just alternating those two triads in a particular way. I'm sure you can see the, uh, you know, the way that I was doing it there. Uh, by the way, I would be very happy to send you this PDF as always. Uh, send me a quick email to diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com and I'd be happy to get this or any of them off to you. So okay, that's the setup pair of triads, we've decided which two triads, and we've decided the relationship of a whole step. So now to begin with, you could spend a good 
couple weeks, couple months, couple years, wherever you're at ability-wise, just practicing two triads a whole step apart, C and D major, E flat and F major, F sharp and G sharp, whatever the whole step relationship is in all 12 keys. Okay, that's, that's a pile of work for a lot of us. Don't worry about that for right now. Today, we're going to keep it very specific. We're not going to go through the thick book of triad pairs and the overwhelming applications. By the way, that's my soapbox with these videos, digging deeper, right? So we talk about one application and I want you guys to try this and to practice it and to play it and to use it, okay? So don't worry about the 10,000 other permutations. Don't worry, we'll get there or we won't get there. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we don't get to all of them. If we get to one of them, you're so much further ahead, right? So let me do this. I'm going to put on a play along track that's just gonna be cranking out some D minor and let me play these examples for you. So I'll just play number one, I'll play number two, and I'll play number three back to back so you can hear what this stuff sounds like. You heard triad pairs out of context against no tonality, right? So now let's hear what this pair of triads sounds like, an F triad and a G triad relative to D major. It's a kind of a cool uh, um, Dorian sound. Here's example one. I displaced octaves in case it looked like I played something different. I jumped down an octave because I was going to run out of saxophone. So you have a sense of what it sounds like, right? And then I improvised for a while. And all I was doing is alternating um, a little more freely between the triads. In example one, you'll see I'm alternating the triads every measure for no good reason, just because every measure, sure, that works fine. In example two and example three, example two is sort of a notey version of how to uh, alternate the triads every two beats. Example three is sort of a slower, you know, maybe more melodic way to use this very synthetic pattern, a very made up intellectual pattern. But um, you'll notice on the second triad in each measure in example three, I'm just playing one of the notes. Right? Just because I say we're allowed to play triad pairs, you don't have to play all three notes every time. You get the idea, right? So now these notes, as you can see on the top line of the sheet, they all exist within the Dorian scale. So what's the big deal? Why not just play the scale? It has these notes and more. So the idea is that it gets me playing different stuff. I'm using the same notes, but it occurs to me to do different things. You can have an apple and it will occur to different people what to do with that. Some people will use it as a decoration. People will eat it. Some people will make a pie out of it, right? So what occurs to you? So um, this situation makes me play more vertically. 
more up and down, more arpeggios. I have more wide intervals in my playing. There's a lot of thirds and actually fourths that come out of this. It may not occur to me to play fourths when you give me a D Dorian scale and say go. So that's the magic of these triad pairs. Um, and again, we can expand it, we can expand it, we can expand it, but that is not what this is about, right? The, the problem with the internet, the problem with living in this day and age isn't not enough information. The big problem is, oh my God, way too much information. Then we get freaked out. We don't take the first step. Or we take the first step, but we're thinking about the next 9,000 steps and we get stalled, right? Don't do that. That's not what we're doing here. And by the way, jazzwire.net. You probably heard me talk about it. I'm going to be talking about it more. It's going to be a fantastic resource for you adult folks who are playing on the side, who are semi-pros, who are putting this together for the first time, and you're overwhelmed by looking around at YouTube videos and you're getting conflicting information, the bottom line is you're getting too much information, right? So let's narrow it down to specific ideas. And with Jazzwire, it'll be specific to you, very personalized experience. So uh, in early 2018, that's going to be coming up. So if you checked out the previous video, number 26, it was the same two triad pairs. But we built, we used that pair of a triad and then a triad up a whole step built on the root. So if we were in D major, I was telling you to play a D triad and an E major triad. Okay, good. So now if you're in D minor, you use the same triad, the same relationship of triads, but now they, come, they land in a different place in the scale. An F major triad in D minor. So that's a little mind expanding for some of us that even realizing there's a major triad inside a minor scale. Wow, that's a big deal if you're discovering that for the first time. And what does that sound like? And why doesn't it sound major? You know, there's a lot of questions that come up and that's all very good stuff. I'd love to talk to you more about it. So I think we're going to leave it right there. Like I said, this is simple. This is one slice of the whole experience of triad pairs. And to me, that's the powerful thing here is that we're not going to introduce 10 other versions. There are other triad pairs in this scale. I hope you discover them. I hope you try them, but we're not talking about them today because I'm not trying to get you all confused. Okay. So I hope that's helpful. Again, um, write me as always at diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com. Um, I would love to send you this PDF or any of the others. And also in the show notes below, there's a link to find out more information about jazzwire.net. This is going to be one of the first things ever for adult musicians around the world to get us connected, to get us talking, to get us great content. But again, it's not about content, overwhelming amounts of content. It's about specific, actionable content. And at jazzwire.net, it's going to be focused to you, like you personally not just you in general, okay? It's gonna be very cool. So thank you so much for tuning in. We're gonna do more on triad pairs with this same triad pair of a whole step. We're gonna really dig into this one. So uh, go back, watch video number 26. I hope you enjoy this one, and most importantly, give it a try. Sit down at your instrument, learn those two triads, and get good at alternating with them. It's a lot of fun. Okay, thank you so much, take care.